0: Is the Grand Forks Farmer's Market back for the summer? You betcha. And that means you betcha ice cream also makes its return. On Saturday mornings from 7 to 1 p.m. in downtown Grand Forks, be sure to pick up some of your favorite ice cream flavors at the Farmer's Market. Owner Paul McCullough will be serving up you betcha signatures like cookies and cream and chocolate, along with some other crazy flavors that he comes up with each week. And when you finish up at the Farmer's Market, stroll just down the block to see Dick Run to chat with Richard and Adam and pick up any running shoes, clothing, or accessory items that you may need. You Betcha Ice Cream, Sea Run, and so much more all located in downtown Grand Forks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson.
1: And I'm your other host, Cameron Rayo.
0: And today we are super excited because we have a guest on who we've been waiting to have on for so long. We've talked about it. Finally, we were able to get in touch with her. Uh, super impressive she doesn't have social media, um, but we we tracked her down through her coaches. So uh, we've got Cece D-Bomb with us today. Cece is fresh off another four state titles after she did it last year, too. Uh, it's just been incredible to watch her over the last couple of seasons. And, uh cece we are so pumped that you're here on the podcast today thank you yeah so just tell us a little bit about what life has been like after winning another four state titles um has life changed at all for you uh
2: not really just i don't know right now i'm just resting because i had a knee injury so i wasn't at my best so right now i'm just laying around hanging out and yeah
0: yeah we always joke like track and field is the one sport where you can win four state titles in one meet and like you still just like don't get a ton of credit for it so
2: yeah um... maybe
1: <laughs> is you think track and field too is one of those things where you when you double as a state this is a question for ryan and cc if you like do it again like if a team sport, if they win two state championships in a row, it's like an even bigger deal. But if a track athlete wins back to back state championships year to year, it's like like you won eight state championships. That's twice as many as any team sport athlete has the potential to win in like one sport. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like doing it again is just like, oh, yeah, they, they they're they so good. They They won already. That's just kind of a weird, weird thing. I don't know. No, I guess there's no question to that. Sorry. Those are terrible, (laughs) terrible way to phrase it, but more of a statement. I'll Uh, I'll turn that into a question. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Help me out here. (laughs) I feel like uh, a
0: team winning a second state title is a big deal, like you said, but with an individual it's expected. Um, yeah, like I'm not going to lie, CC, we, we are expecting you to probably win another four state titles and so my question for you is going to be, tell us a little bit about handling big expectations that you had all season long.
2: Uh, this season, maybe it was a little bit like more on my mind, but not really. I tend don't I don't really think about what other people are expecting of me more so what I'm expecting of myself. So going into, I'm like, I just want to get through this meet. Hopefully my, but my body's feeling okay. So we can do it in a good manner. But besides that, no, I don't really think too hard of what other people are thinking. It's just really what, rory's thinking and what i'm thinking
0: yeah and tell us a little bit about not having social media because you are probably in the one percent of uh high school kids that don't have it and we're trying to get in touch with you and it's like no she's she's anonymous on <laughs> or maybe a burner accounts i don't know but <laughs> uh is does that help too or is that part of the reason why you don't have social media
2: no it's not it's, my parents didn't really like They don't really like social media when we were younger, so we never got it. And then I just haven't gotten it since. Maybe I'll get it sooner or later, but no, there's no fancy reason for not having it.
1: I I think it is interesting, though, because if you look at athletes like Sydney McLaughlin or uh, she's the only one that really comes to mind right now. But during their track season, they're pretty like turned off. And she's been pretty outspoken about this, like no social media, like it's all business. And, and then they have great success and then they turn it on for, you know, the media stuff that they have. But I, I, I wish more people would take that aspect of like the example that some of these top athletes said, Oh, I think LeBron James was like the other one, like when he needs to use it, he uses it very well. So anyway, I mean, you're just like, basically what I'm trying to say, you're just like Sydney McLaughlin and, uh, you just oh, keep okay. doing, your, yeah, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, a little bit, uh, so going back to what you're saying, so you were injured this year, Ryan and I had kind of like thrown around, like maybe we thought you were, cause we didn't see you at some of like the more local meets. Yeah. Um, we saw you compete very well down at Howard woods. So it's like, well, everything seems like normal. Just
2: did he freeze for you?
1: Yeah,
0: he totally did.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: what, an, what an ugly picture of him frozen too. Let's see if we can get a picture of this. Oh, oh he he's is. back. <laughs> Shoot. I was just trying to get a really horrible I was frozen getting,
1: screen of you. I was getting nervous because I could hear everything you guys were saying while I was frozen. <laughs> but... um,
0: You, you just know, mentioned I, Howard Wood.
1: Yeah, okay. So, I mean, we saw you compete at Howard Wood. You did well there. So, the in our minds, as outsiders, the injury thing was, it was like, is she injured? Is she not? Yeah. Just tell us, how did you pick up the injury and how did you manage it throughout the season?
2: I honestly couldn't tell you how I picked up the injury. Just one day after a meet, it had started to like kind of click a little bit, my knee. And I'm like, okay, that just feels a little awful. We'll just take it easy. And then I practiced the next week. It still wasn't feeling great. So I went to the PT and we went there. And then I finally got an MRI a couple weeks later. And basically, I like sprained a capsule in my knee. Don't really know what that means, but somehow it happened. I don't know how it happened when it happened, but it happened. And so like it wasn't going to get worse throughout the season. It's just going to cause a, quite a bit of pain. So practicing was very non-existent. <laughs> I was on the elliptical a lot and we got out on the track as much as we could, but tried to take it easy. Like before Howard Wood, I had pro- I I was like actually going over hurdles. I think one time before that. Because I have it, I just been on the elliptical. I'm like trying to take it easy, and so then after Howard Wood, it hurt a lot, and so we went back on the elliptical. Like okay, got to take it even slower because it was hurting a bit, and so basically didn't meet one meet. I think the week after didn't feel good, and then took EDC off because we're like states, what really matters, mm-hmm. and so did that. Now we're just trying to keep it healthy and hopefully it heals up before the fall. (laughs)
0: Definitely, definitely. And so was there any sort of doubt at all going into state? Did you think, like, is it going to hold up or were you just ready to roll and and knew you could fight it through?
2: I think I knew I could fight it through, but I was also kind of scared for how much pain it might cause. And then also just a little bit nervous just because, I haven't had to deal with injury very much ever really. And so, and this was like a more noticeable injury compared to like, if anything, like maybe my shins hurt once, but not really. And so just a little bit nervous, especially just for the two days. I'm like, I think day one I'll feel fine, but day two is what's really going to test me.
1: Yeah. Can we, uh, so I want to go back a little bit to that Howard would meet. Uh you got a chance to race against, you know, Howard Wood does a great job racing the the best athletes in the whole region. <laughs> uh told the line against Kelsey Belquist and Elise Wisnewski. Uh just talk about that experience and like you know, pretty rare to have, I think, like three athletes in the sprints of your guys' caliber, you know, in in the state at the same time, but you know, separated by by class. So um, just yeah just talk about that race a little bit those races
2: uh I had never raced either one of them I think I think the one time I would have maybe raced at least I ended up just doing long and triple jump and so we never actually raced and so at Howard Wood it was really fun just because I don't know the special 200 they make a little I don't know you get a little more attention and it's like really fun and it's okay I, there's just one special event it's not that special yeah. I guess though In they like in like the big picture but it's like there's only <laughs> Eight or nine of us. I don't know how many lanes the track has, and it's just really fun, especially because I never compete against them. Like, and I'd love to, and so getting to run against them—they're really nice girls i'm like, this is really fun, and especially just my senior season too, because I wasn't sure I was going to be able to. If they're going to, if it was like the two hundred that was up next, and right, so right. excited about it.
1: Are you more of like a? I I think I know the answer to this question, but are you more of a competitor or more of like a times person? Uh, wait. Like, do you do you like looking at PRs and comparing PRs, or do you just like racing more?
2: Uh, I'd say I don't know both. I like I care more about my PR. Nice. Yeah.
1: Why do you Why do you think that is? Or like, I don't know. Feel they like. Yeah, tell us about that.
2: You're gonna race people that are faster than you, so I'm like, if I can at least run a faster time, I'll take it compared to but also like winning is always fun so I always want
1: to win yeah I think that's yeah it's it's definitely like a a, a difficult one because um for me at least you know I could always if I didn't win which you don't I mean in any event you you, you don't win often usually uh, or at least I didn't, uh, so you <laughs> had to kind of fall back on, on like, well, at least I ran a PR, you know, I, I yeah. beat myself that day. So I don't know. I feel like you kind of see like the, these two camps of people, like some people, they, they just, they just care about winning. Like they don't care mm-hmm. how fast they run. And some people it's like, I got to run fast, like to win. but, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's just kind of something that another unique quirk of track and field. I feel like. Yeah. And, So tell us a
0: little bit about your experience all the way back at the beginning of the season at uh, Nike Indoor Nationals. You got a chance to compete against some more stellar athletes and get a chance to kind of get a taste of competing on the big scene and the big stage. What was that whole trip like? Because you got to go out with, I don't know, I know Coach Johansson went with you. Um, Was she the only coach with you? Did Rory go with you? She was the only
2: coach. No, Rory couldn't. Just beginning of the year, track, track mayhem so he's like i probably should stay back
0: <laughs> yeah just tell us about kind of like what went into that weekend kind of the planning for it and how you guys decided to compete at nike and then just like about the weekend itself because it looked like a fun trip
2: yes it was very fun The kind of well we really weren't thinking about nike indoor just because we're like okay we kind of like all those kids they've been competing indoor for like about a month now more than a month and i'm like i've have, we haven't even started our season yet babe. We barely started our season, so my my coach at Nebraska, Coach Johnson, he was like, you should compete there. I'm like, okay. And then he started, and he's like, give me Rory's number. I'm like, okay, here it is. And he called Rory up, and they started talking. I'm like, am I actually going to go to Nike Indoor? And then they're like, okay. They figured out all the plan stuff to get me there, the flights, the hotel. My dad worked with them, and next thing I knew, in a couple days, I was like, like Nike indoor was happening I was booked to go and so when we got there it was very I don't know just a much bigger stage than I've ever been on and so it was really cool to see like all these different kids and all these like I don't know just seeing all the different people that I never get to see and then also I don't know I was in New York City I'd never been there and then getting into it I'm like okay we're gonna go out here let's hopefully get a PR and let's but I like, I wanted to compete. I wanted to get through the rounds. And so being able to get to finals and get sixth place, that was really cool for me. And so long jump didn't go as planned, but that, that is what it is. Couldn't do much about it. And yeah, it was kind of a weird, it, I don't know, it kind of all came together in like a couple of days.
0: How about all the things away from the track? What did you guys do when you weren't competing? Was it just resting or did you get to see all no. the sites and do fun things?
2: We didn't see all the sites, but we saw. We went to Times Square. We went to what is it called? Like the big park.
0: Oh, Central Park. Central. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah.
2: Central Park. And we walked around there, saw a bunch of horses. We went to a local coffee shop because Bailey likes to likes coffee, and then after the meet, when we first got there, we had pizza the first night we were there, and some random guy that was like also he had. He had told us that like we had to go to this, uh, dessert shop. It was just down the street. And he's like, after you're done competing and all that stuff, you have to go there and get some like nice dessert. I'm like, okay. So we we ran there because we didn't realize how fast it closed. And so we're looking at, it and we're like, oh my gosh, we have like ten minutes. So, like we literally like we're speed walking and running down the streets just to get some dessert. And uh, we ended up getting cannoli and carrot cake and tiramisu.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds so sounds, good.
1: Yeah, sounds yep. amazing.
0: So. Just tell us a little bit about, you mentioned right away that you've kind of been resting, getting the knee in shape. What does this summer look like for you? Do you have much for competitions this summer? Are you just training? Um, and um, then how much of that is like your decision versus like what the coaches at Nebraska are kind of telling you to do?
2: Um, no competitions, no training, just taking it easy. It's kind of boring not being able to do track. Um, but my coach at Nebraska, he was like, I'm going to Nigeria in a couple of weeks. For a month. And so basically, with cool. that, he was like, um don't do anything when you're on vacation. So he wants to work out when they're on vacation. So he's like, no need to do anything. And then with my injuries, like, you need to rest it up, make sure it's all healthy. And then when I get there in the fall is when I'll start training, really. But so I, I try to keep active, going on bike rides, playing things that won't bother it too much.
1: Yeah. Is that, is that, is your whole family going to Nigeria? Is that like a family trip or just you or?
2: um it's me my younger brother my mom and my older sister cool yeah
1: that'll be awesome and for a whole month you said you'll be over there
2: yep it's gonna be a long trip
1: (laughs) yeah wow have you ever been there before
2: nope never gonna see a lot of new family like just not new family i guess but family i've never seen
0: yeah right right new to you (laughs) yeah right (laughs) that's cool so Go back a little bit and tell us about the decision of choosing a school. I would have to imagine you had a lot of schools reaching out and it was probably a tough decision. It's so fun to hear each person's perspective on the recruiting process and the path that they took to make their decision. So tell us a little bit about like maybe some of the different schools that offered you and like how soon you started here and how long it took to make the decision.
2: Okay. In this
0: that's, that's a lot. That's
2: that's a lot. No. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Don't worry. Um so basically during junior year season, I had started talking to a couple schools, but then in the summers, like when i started picking up to like more out of region areas, like not like like out of not Minnesota like it was Minnesota had been talking to me early on. And so the summers where it started picking up, getting phone calls and just talking to a bunch of random people that I didn't know and making sure I answer all the phone calls even though I'm like, who the heck's calling me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then by the fall, like probably around when school was about to start. Before that, a couple weeks into August, I had to decide like my five schools that I wanted to visit. And I had first decided on, I honestly don't remember, but Nebraska was one of them. Iowa State was one of them. And there is some uh, there are some more, but it changed as a uh, as the year went on. And so I had initially Nebraska was my first official visit, and it was fun. It was a surprise, like when we went there, we like I was obviously interested, but also I was, they're probably lower on my list. And then my next one was Wisconsin, and I had already talked to the coach a bunch. We had like I had an at home visit. He had come over, and like we knew the guy, so it was more so just seeing Wisconsin and getting to know the athletes, which I really liked about that because I got to like talk to them. It was really just me and the athletes versus spending a lot of time with the coaches. And then I went to, I think it was Texas tech next. And that was a really fun trip. But for Texas tech, I think I kind of knew right away that I wasn't going to go there. I don't know what it was. You just get that feeling that you're not going to go somewhere. Um, and then Tennessee I really like Tennessee actually the uniform for one is really cute but that's what everyone says (laughs) Um, (laughs) but that's not what it's about and so uh we went there I had a really nice time we met some cool girls and some teammates and other people and like we had a watch party it was super fun and then my last one Ohio State initially got had got canceled because of North Dakota weather so I couldn't go and then it got rescheduled and I went to the weekend of the ohio state michigan game so that was an experience and i'm not a big football person so i feel like i didn't enjoy it as much as i probably should (laughs) have compared to like other people like my friends that would have died to go there but then after that basically probably two weeks after that i had decided nebraska and it was just a basically just talking to my dad rory All the coaches over and over again, like asking them questions, making sure I knew exactly what I was getting into, and then end up on Nebraska.
1: In that whole process, what were some of like the main things you were looking for? You had mentioned like the jersey. That was it. I wasn't looking for that. (laughs) As as much as as much as people say, like, oh, I know that doesn't matter. It does matter, like a little bit, I think. but what were some of the more like the the key things like i would assume like coaches like the like you just get like a feeling from coaches i'll let i'll let you answer the question instead of me trying to figure out what your answers would be um
2: mostly the coaches i'd say just knowing that i could i could see myself trusting these coaches and like i wouldn't have to doubt or like I rory's a great coach i like i had always said like going into college i'm like how am i going to have someone else coach me I'm always gonna be like would Rory do that but like making sure I didn't have that feeling and then also just making sure I had what I wanted to study there and I felt like I could fit in on the team and that I don't know I wouldn't just be an oddball out on the team and I felt comfortable in the city it was and all those types of things but mainly the coaches I'd say and just knowing that the staff and all was someone I could work with was I feel like if you're going to butt heads with it, it's not going to work.
1: Right. Right. So who's the, sorry, Ryan, who's the, who's like, what event are you going to go multis or do you know, stick with the sprints, hurdles,
2: sprints, hurdles, jumps, we'll figure out which one we'll like focus on in more on just because, I don't know. We don't really know where I am with like, which event I'm better at. We don't know if I'm right. better at hurdles or long jump. I'm kind of like, I don't know about the same. I'd say when you compare them. So, right. I'll continue to do both, and then as the season goes on, we'll see which ones, like which one I do more. Yeah.
1: And what yeah. what are you going to be studying down there?
2: Uh, nutrition, exercise, and health science.
1: Nice,
0: nice. So Nebraska's women's team had a phenomenal NCAA meet. Uh, mm-hmm. They were ahead after day one, or yeah, day two, and then you know they had I think their highest finish in a long time, eighth place, mm-hmm. and. Was that something they sold you on on your recruiting visit? Like, hey, we're going to be really good. Like, we're up and coming. Because they've outperformed what I think a lot of people had expected them to. And uh, they're really kind of on the up and up. Like, was that part of the pitch?
2: Yes, a bit. Was like, so when it came down to it, I was like, Ohio State and Nebraska. And, like, Ohio State has a history of, like, winning and being, like, a team of winners. And so that was what they were selling. And then Nebraska was more so, like, yes, we are – not like the shiny flashy school that you'd probably think to pick but also it's like they're on this like route of rebuilding and starting out like they have a bunch of like the coaches they have now haven't been there very long and so it's like they're just talking to me about how like we're rebuilding like we're like we're not gonna be like on the bottom level we're gonna be on top and people are gonna like see that and so that yeah that was a big part of it
0: yeah and then how about just the familiarity like coach Justin St. Clair being uh, coach at North Dakota State and now the head coach and director at Nebraska and Casey Whitty on staff as like one of the director of ops like did that help you out a little bit too knowing that there was somebody on the staff that like knew exactly where you were coming from
2: not I don't I didn't really think about it I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know them and so I'm like yeah I guess you're you know you know where Fargo is which is better than other people I guess but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it was kind of just a I don't know something that happen I don't know conversation starter yeah,
0: yeah definitely yeah. definitely honestly I am so glad that you chose Nebraska like for a lot of different reasons Lincoln I love Lincoln a lot of people give it a bad time and people give Nebraska a bad time but Lincoln is even if you hate the rest of the state of Nebraska Lincoln's very nice
2: yes I'd agree I really I really like the like we were downtown and that, that was a really cool place to see
0: mm-hmm so what's so funny is nebraska and i kid you not this is their actual state tourism agency that their slogan is nebraska honestly it's not for everyone <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> which is probably but, true
0: but yeah. honestly it's for ccd bum so
2: <laughs> i think so <laughs> yes but on that trip oh my one thing that not does wasn't a deal breaker but we went to dinner one night and oh my gosh the wait was ridiculous we like we were sitting there probably for almost like an hour and a half waiting for our food and i was hangry i was so angry and it was ridiculous because <laughs> so was like i'm like it's time to eat already and all the coaches and the parents that were there got all their food before any of the athletes and like the kids that were on the like the recruiting trip i'm like like i was i was i was at the point where i was, wasn't even hungry and i'm like this just take me back to the hotel i'm done
0: <laughs> do yeah. you remember where it was do you remember what it was called
2: oh no i think it's the m maybe
0: okay because we would always go compete at nebraska and yeah. we stayed at i think the graduate hotel which is like owned okay. by the university is that where you would have stayed
2: no i think i stayed at I honestly couldn't tell you anything about where I stayed. That's I okay. could figure it out. But.
0: That's okay. It's not, it's not that important to the story. But we would right down the street from the hotel was this restaurant called Lazlo's and we always would go to Lazlos every single trip. And I don't know why, because the food wasn't like the most spectacular thing, but it's we like would, a
1: more expensive Applebee's. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. And we would wait forever to get in, and then we would wait forever to get our food, and, like. It wasn't a place that was worth waiting that long for like in <laughs> hindsight, but we would do it every single trip. So I was wondering if it just so happened that you also did that.
1: We even I, I the, like the, the line was usually super long to even get a, get a seat, Ryan. And so I remember one time, like we would go we, there for, we went there indoor season and we said, we'll take a balcony. We'll take like a porch spot. This is like in the winter. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, was- I don't
0: know if it was, that trip but like we would go it was the first weekend of april which the first weekend of april in the midwest so, is never oh, nice okay. anywhere
1: so yeah, yeah. It, but yeah it was I still the outdoor meat but we'll, t- yeah. we'll
0: take a patio seat and they're like it's 55 degrees outside like anything one- for, <laughs> exactly how you were feeling like anything to eat right now yeah, yeah. But
2: yes. no i can't remember what it was called but like i don't think there was that many people that it should have taken that long but i don't know i wasn't working but whatever <laughs>
1: I feel like that's the that that will not be your first i mean you have to eat out so much when you're on you know trips for track or cross country and there I, there's always something that goes wrong with the meal and uh yeah so yeah. i I was just i was probably by design the coaches were just trying to they were trying to test you they're like if we got to take you- it <laughs> Yeah, we got to take this girl on a, on a track trip. We better see if she can you know, handle having her food, you know, be an hour late. So you passed. You passed the test. I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Besides track, what are you excited for about the University of Nebraska and your college experience? Uh,
2: I'm excited. I'm not a big football person, as I said earlier, but. At the Ohio State game, that's like really when I because I had gone on a couple of trips. I've gone and I've seen a couple of football games I'm like, OK, I can get into this. And so I'm excited to go to a couple of the Nebraska games just because I think, I don't know, I don't really understand the game, but I can understand like, but I know when to cheer and not to cheer. Yeah. And so that's. Really, yeah, <laughs> and then I'm also excited when, when I had gone down there, we went to the farmer's market and that was really fun. And so, I don't know, walking around the farmer's market in the morning doing that type of stuff. <laughs> and yeah i don't know to kind of seeing something new is what i'm excited about but also it's like it's pretty similar to fargo so but also at the same time pretty different so yeah you know, getting to experience a little bit of a different environment
0: definitely definitely yeah well cam did you have anything else you wanted to
1: well yeah i i think we completely skipped over like the state meet i don't know if we asked you any questions about the (laughs) state meet yet so i mean obviously we mentioned that you won four state championships Mm
0: -hmm. i
1: i mostly want to talk about the relay the the four by one um if for people who weren't there or didn't know cc you got the baton you you ran the anchor uh how far back were you? 10 meters?
2: 10, 20 meters. About. 10
1: to 20. 10, yeah, I was maybe
2: gonna,
1: 15. We'll call it 15. We'll yeah. say you're 15 meters back. And I mean, now, now that we know, you know, you, you obviously performed very well. You had, you know, one year individual events and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, maybe if people had seen you the previous year, you know, it wasn't as like, or maybe, maybe people were, maybe I was comparing it to like the dominance that Kelsey had against her competition, but it was kind of like, Oh man, CC, just something seems like a little bit off, you know, but that relay, that four by one to see you like eat up, just eat up the track in that 15 meter, you know, lead that I don't even remember what team it was. I was like, yeah, that's the, that's the CCD bomb. That's going to Nebraska and is taking names Uh, from your perspective uh, from waiting to get the baton, getting the baton, and then crossing the finish line. Just take us through that that relay.
2: Uh I'd I'd agree with what you had said before, just so it was not the meat that I wanted, but it was the meat that I could give and all I could really do at that point. And so before so we had been practicing handoffs. I don't know what race it was during, but basically Rory had come down and talked to us. He was like, if you guys want to win this thing, like you're gonna have to break the state record. And so like we already knew that like we had to run fast and that it was going to be a fast race. And so when we're in there, like we're all like getting ready and everyone's talking to people and like, we're all just like standing there getting ready. Like, okay, like we're going to do this. Like we're all like nervous, but like excited. And like, we're going to run fast. Like nothing's, nothing's going to go wrong. Like we're just like super excited, have all this energy. And so when the baton got to me, I was, I don't know. I wasn't really thinking that much because I feel like you don't really? I don't have time to think. And so like, I knew I was behind, obviously. I'm like, But I was also like, I can catch this girl. Like, this is going to be good. And I'm going to catch her and we're going to win and we're going to be, we're going to break the state record. And he did.
1: So, even even before you got the baton, there was never like a moment of like, ah, man, this is, this seems even a little far for me. Like, you were just like, confidence all the way through.
2: No, you can't think that way. (laughs) (laughs) And before, like, even one of the guys had asked me, like, usually I do four individual events, but like, I did, three individual in one relay and he had asked me like you're gonna have like how many more wins you're gonna get i'm like we're gonna get three like my not they had run fast they had already broken the state record but i'm like nope we're gonna run faster today like we're gonna get we're gonna get all four wins today
1: yeah so we we talked we interviewed uh quinn who's my brother who ran in the the class a 800 uh he was you know, eating up track, closing the gap on Ethan Moe. And he, he said that he could hear like the crowd, like cheer for him. And he he almost felt like the crowd believed that he was going to catch him before he did. Uh, is it the same, like in a hundred, can you, can you hear the energy of the crowd pick up or yeah. you're just, it's all just like straightforward.
2: All straightforward. I couldn't, hear, I, I can't hear a thing until like, I watched the videos back. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like that was exciting. I would have loved to watch that.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like- <laughs>
2: And so, no, I don't, if I ever hear anything in a race, it's usually Rory, but that's usually like an individual race. It's like, where's the 200, like I'm getting off the curb and he's standing right there, just yelling cues at me. But yeah. besides that, I don't really hear anything.
1: That was, that was my next question was if you can, if there's one person that you can hear, cause for me, it was always my, my high school coach too. He just, it was a very distinct voice. You could hear him from all the way across the cross yeah. country. Uh, so what, why do you think that is? And I don't you know. Could, yeah. I Sometimes
2: I think like, can I actually hear him? I'm like making it up in my head. Like, am I thinking like, do I like just know what I think he's going to say to me? So I just do it or is it like, do I actually hear him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> it's an interesting, I think Ryan, like you, you might have the same experience with coach Allen, with my high school cross country coach. Could you ever hear like Zimney shouting cues or stuff like that, Ryan?
0: See now in my head, I think I might be making it up too, but um, no, I, I can remember coach Zimney yelling things at me. Um, you know, it was my parents. I can remember my parents in races yelling things like, uh, well, I gave my dad a bad time not too long ago because, uh, my last collegiate decathlon 1500 meters were like one lap in. He's like, you got three laps to go. And like, <laughs> what kind of encouragement is that? <laughs> like, but I, I could hear him specifically and. Yeah, no, I I definitely remember that. But yeah, Coach Allen from Central, he's definitely one that you can hear his voice. The other one was Coach Heisler, who used to coach at Red River. Um, yeah. She she had such a loud voice, and you could hear her. Uh, it, the meet could have been a mile and a half away, and you probably could have heard her. So yeah, but no, and I think it just speaks to like you you almost expect it to hear from them during the race. Like you trust your coaching, um, and you're to a point where that's the one voice that you're looking for and something i love that we talked about in that interview with quinn again was you have to be your own best cheerleader in your races sometimes especially the distance races and the ones that last a little bit longer but it's so refreshing and so encouraging when you do hear that familiar voice and and you know okay they believe in me they still believe in me even if i feel terrible right now
1: i I got this cc how many how many years have you worked with rory were you on the... Yeah. How many? Five? Like, five.
2: Yeah, about that. Like, I started yeah. working with him in, like, the summer of seventh... No. Seventh grade? I think I started, like, getting to know him seventh grade summer, because that's when I found out, like, I was going to, like, move up eighth grade year even though that's, like, right. a year. And then, yeah, like so five and a half years. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wish... I, I feel like for me, maybe, maybe it's, you know, it's probably different for everybody, but I feel like that sort of, um, connection where you like, you hear your coach so much, uh, was like a lot easier for me to establish in high school. Maybe it's cause I was like, yo- you know, you're younger and you're more like naive and more trusting. Uh, but I, I remember I probably worked with coach Allen for, four six probably like seven years i had like some sort of like relationship with him you know and and then you you move to college and you maybe have like five you know and i know it doesn't sound like a lot of difference but like i wish there was uh you know and i i had a great coach in in college too but that was that was kind of a, a guess a difference i'm just realizing now is like you just kind of, in college for me you would jump in you have such high expectations for yourself and you already have like an idea of how you want it to work. Uh, I don't know, just like the coach athlete, you know, relationship is just like, it's, it's different, you know? And, um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm not setting up uh, any question, you know, it's just kind of me (laughs) talking. So, uh, apologies for that, but, uh, Anyway, that let, here, I'll bring it back to this. That's why when you go on those recruiting visits and stuff, it's so important that you find a coach that you connect with. So I'm excited for you at Nebraska. There we go. Saved it. Uh, it'll be great. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> help me out again. Okay. Please.
0: Yeah, no, I, I have something. I want to end on this. So you finish your high school career as one of the most decorated track and field athletes in North Dakota girls history. You walk away with all-time records in the 100, the 100 hurdles, and the long jump? Has it sunk in? And if not, when when will it?
2: I think it's sunk in, but also with this season, I'm like, I wish it could have been more because I knew I, I have so much more to give. But like, also I'm like, how can you be mad about like walking away with three state records? So I'm like, it's sunk in, but I think more so I don't think the 100 ever really set in, but it was kind of out of the blue for me. Like, not out of the blue, but like, I don't know. It's just one of those races that you run where it's like, I didn't think I ran that fast. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of just like that weird feeling. It's like, I have that record, but like, when I ran that, it did not feel that fast.
0: Yeah. And I should say you have four because you have that four by one record too. So. Oh, yeah. That so. one's,
2: I, think, I don't know. That one, was, that one was set this year, so I feel like that was just the most fresh and the most exciting just because it was just a fun race to run.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Cece, we are so excited that we could get you on the podcast. I know this isn't the last we're going to hear from you, and when you get to Nebraska and you get rolling with your first season, we'll have to have you on again just to hear about your transition. And But we're super excited. Have a great time in Nigeria this summer. Enjoy. Uh, And then best of luck to you.
2: Thank you.